there are so many topics like this that uh whether you whether you agree or disagree and there's some that are that are bigger issues than others um there's some like uh the one i've i've kind of dug into recently is the whole idea of um uh women in ministry and that's one that um i i have friends close friends that are on both sides of this view and i think you can hold either view without it being sinful without it being um compromising salvation mm -hmm. uh anything like that and there's there's a spectrum of views on this too it's there's there's two main sides you know there's complementarian which generally says that women can't be in a ministerial role there's several different degrees to that um and then there's egalitarian which is that women can be in a leadership role and there's several different degrees to that too um but this is one where you know as as i was kind of digging in and looking into this um there's a, a guy i i watch frequently i've recommended his stuff i'm here frequently um he is one of the very few people i don't have a problem giving a blanket endorsement to because i trust that everything that you're going to get from him is going to be uh, it's going to be well thought out it's going to be well taught and he is actually going to present every side not just his and he will admit when there are views that he holds that may not necessarily be right um he did an end times teaching and he actually said in there that you know this is this is where i fall but i may change my mind um it's not the hundred percent so he's one that i i give a blanket recommendation of but um someone commented on his video and they were mad at the the content that he was making and they said well what would you say mike if um if there was some uh, let's say we found an an older version of the book of first corinthians um an older translation that actually said and it was proven beyond all doubt it said the only people that are allowed to teach the bible at any capacity are jewish men and his response is then I would stop teaching the Bible tomorrow because it's not about what I want. Um, and he, he's even said like where he started off on that view is different than where he ended up. And he doesn't necessarily like where he's ended up at. Um, he, it, it's conflicting to him personally, but as much as he's looked into it and he has done, I mean, like he, he released one video. It was seven hours long on, um, headdresses. Um, just on headdresses and that was it that's the only topic he talked about in that video um if uh if if anybody is interested in that topic he has done the most exhaustive study on it that i have ever uh seen probably that anyone ever will do um but uh you know he is one that i, I really genuinely believe that even if he doesn't like what the bible says he's going with what the bible says because he believes that the Bible is inerrant. He believes that that is the word of God. And his opinion on whether something is good or right or feels okay is null and void when it comes to what God says. That's the, the final word. Um, so he's he's a really good one. And that's, you know, kind of with this 
topic uh, tonight too. If if you start compromising one thing, and I've said this a couple times now already, um, but it's it's an important point. You start compromising even even on one thing, and we're we're gonna do some. I think we're gonna do some stuff later on, actually showing people, um, showing some examples of people exegeting scripture poorly. Um, I have some examples I want to bring up and actually show where to mo to the untrained eye, it can appear like this person's actually using scripture to back up their point. But if you dig into it, it shows that it's it's not really. Um, and there's a lot of problems with with what they're saying. But um, this is why it's so important to dig in and, and, and for yourself and see what um, other people that have been at this longer than you are, are doing. Um, this is one I, I frequently, when I'm talking with people, um, or discussing a topic with people, or digging in for myself, one of the first things I do is, well, let's look at what the early church believed. Um, you know, not just necessarily the scripture, but we have the writings from a lot of the early church fathers. Um, uh, Thomas Aquinas is one we have a lot of stuff from, and a lot of his is because there was a lot of heresy coming into the church. And so he did a lot of writing to fight a lot of the heresy that was coming into the church. Um, and so he is, uh, there's a lot of writings. You can find a lot of stuff online for, for free or relatively cheap. Um, but there's a lot of early church fathers that have a lot of stuff like that, where um, there was kind of an issue that would pop up in the church. And so these people would come up and majority of the church held this position. And the reason that we should not take their word necessarily as as strongly as scripture um but we should it should have have significant weight because they were so much closer to the time of jesus um you know some of these guys you can actually get writings from people who studied um who studied under paul who studied under uh peter um and some of these early early church fathers and you know, they're that much closer. So how far removed are we from, from the writings that took place? Um, and that, that's why it's, it's good to look at church history and see where churches stood. And this is one topic that really for the entirety of the church up until, yeah, if you look at the scope of how long the church has been around, basically the last 30 seconds, um, the entirety of the church has been against the LGBTQ community. Um, now, I agree. I think, uh, Aubrey, you've already talked about this too, that the church has not always done a good job with that. Um, the church has very frequently in the past, and not just with uh, these individuals, but very frequently in the past has mishandled how they um, treat these people. And it's been a lot more about trying to hit them over the head of the Bible rather than build a relationship and just showing them that God does love them and he created them for a purpose and mm -hmm. uh, he wants to spend eternity with them. Um, you know, and that's I, something I think we, we get very, very uh, mixed up on a lot. Um, but quick segue, I want to throw this out there because we did talk about it uh, this weekend so Aubrey actually came and visited us this past weekend and we talked about maybe um, 
I think in July, Jess is actually going to be down in our area. And so we may be making a trip. This will be the first time we do something like this and uh, we'll see how it goes. If it goes well, then we'll, we'll do some more, but actually getting out on the street with people um, and walking around and just, just uh, maybe asking some questions, but also doing some evangelism type stuff and actually giving people a, a, a practical look at, at what that can look like. Um, and that's something I think the church has done a, a poor job with. And this is this is a topic that as you get out, especially depending on where you're at, but as you get out and you start talking to people, once they hear that you are, uh, what your stance is or that you're a Christian, this is one of the first things that's going to come up. There's a, a video I saw of a street preacher. I think he was in England. And um, he was just out there talking and this group of girls came up and uh, one of them yelled, Am I going to hell because I'm trans? And he handled it flawlessly. Um, he made it about her. He made it about the gospel, that God sent his son to die for her. Um, mm -hmm. And I, he did tell her that, or he actually said, no, you're not going to hell because you're trans. You're going to hell because you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and he brought it back to that. Like he may end up doing a, a, uh, a kind of response to that and maybe tie that in with the evangelism video because he did it just absolutely uh, amazing job with it. Um, mm -hmm. But after we've got that video done, um, next thing I want to go on is uh, kind of another practical thing that we can do as Christians. Um, so recently, uh, and recently I mean like a couple hours ago, my wife showed me, um, Tiffany showed me a couple of, uh, photos. There is a company and, uh, I'm going to share my screen here in just a minute. They're called, uh, I don't know what the actual name is. ABP Rollin, maybe. Um, but they, they have recently made a deal with Target, uh, the retail store. Target is actually going to start selling some of this company's product. And I wanted to address some of this and actually show some of these on here. And the reason why, I think we'll see pretty quickly as I get on here. So let me... Okay, you should be seeing my screen now, Aubrey, are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a company. Um, they have a lot of random merchandise, um, stickers, pens, shirts, stuff like that. And what really caught my eye, which first of all, I'm not a huge fan of Target, and that's just kind of because of the job that I have currently um, is I have to deal with target a lot and they're not fun, but this really takes it to a whole new level. Um, now the, the big issue I have, this is not good. They shouldn't be pushing this. This is literally pushing deception, death, 
um, on people. Um, but what really stuck out to me was a lot of the religious symbolism that they have in here. So you can see, like this one is a pen. It said, Satan respects pronouns. That is 100% true. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> if you don't realize how bad that is, um, or how big of a deal that is, um, it's obvious, like I said, they they don't care. Um, they, they see it as something that's just, and honestly, what they're trying to do is they're trying to push the boundaries. They're trying to push the envelope. Um, they're trying to be as offensive as they can to Christians and the people that are against this. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, um, trans witches for abortion. Um, they have a lot of stuff on witches and witchcraft. Um, join my gay cult. Um, there's a, a couple of them on here. Uh, so here, pentagram, I don't know, pentagram, just a star, I guess, but bisexual witch. Um, there was one that I was, oh, there's a couple of them I really wanted to. Uh, so here, the join, join my gay cult, another one. <laughs> And this is done in a way oh, to very much resemble a lot of uh, religious artwork. Um, you can see like the halo here behind the skull. Are you tired of a heterosexual lifestyle? Does the idea of tradition bore you? Do you want to disappoint your parents? Why not try homosexuality? Ten times the fun and free to join. You meet all kinds of people from drag artists to burr baristas to hairstylists and interior designers might even be an office worker or maybe even a teacher members of the gay culture everywhere and numbers are growing daily so don't waste any more time join my gay cult dang gingerbread 911 says they want it as a poster or greeting card yeah i saw that <laughs> um there's a couple other specific ones that i wanted to look at and i'm not sure if we're going to be able to see them there's some of these that are actually multiple pictures um and i don't want to okay here this one oh heck no so the reason and aubrey saw this as soon as i pulled it up um but there's the crown of thorns again religious symbolism that's um a throw to jesus so yeah it's just this is it's terrible um and it's not even i mean it's it's bad but you so one thing i've i've prayed uh a lot the last couple years is for god to really start helping me to see people the way that he sees them, um, to break my heart for what breaks his. And so I've noticed um, a lot of times with, with a lot of this stuff, especially, and seeing how just entrenched some of these people are in this lifestyle, it's not 
necessarily anger or anything like that that I feel. It is, I feel bad. Like I feel genuinely just sad, um, despair. Like they are, I'll, I'll stop sharing for right now. I'm going to, I'm going to keep scrolling to see if I can find this other one, but they are trying to, they're trying to find happiness. They're trying to find peace. They're trying to find joy, uh, fulfillment, all this other stuff. And they're in completely the wrong place for it. Uh, you know, they're looking for something that, that they're not going to, they're looking in places where they can never find what they're actually looking for. Um, and I mean, even, even more than that, like get past the, the life here, um, on this side of eternity, they're, they're doing things that are, are taking them away from God, um, living a lifestyle of complete rejection for the God that made them. And that, that only ends one way. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where, like I said, my, my, uh, my, my view on this has shifted, uh, quite a bit and, and how I, I view a lot of these topics and, you know, a lot of Christians, so kind of getting back to the point of evangelism, a lot of Christians don't want to, um, They're afraid to talk about this stuff. They're afraid to have conversations with people. Um, they're afraid to upset people by telling them what they what they think. And you have to be, I, I don't remember who I heard say this, um, but if you're a Christian and you genuinely believe what the Bible says, and you are not willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit to go tell people that they are they have a chance to spend eternity with God and they are throwing it away. Um, if you believe that that's true and you choose not to go tell people about that, you are the worst kind of person. It would be... Uh, you know, we hear, I grew up in church and I heard the, heard this example all the time. It'd be like, if you had the cure for cancer and you just decided that you're just going to keep it to yourself. Um, yes, it's kind of like that, but even that analogy is, it barely even scratches the surface. Um, it's not just a cure for something that's going to give you an extra, you know, maybe, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, like this is eternity that we're talking about. And it's not an eternity where you can go back and forth or you're going to spend some time and then, um, you know, it's, it's done. And then you're going to be finally like, good, like, no, like this is forever. And this is eternity that's on the line. Um, if you're, if we're not willing to go talk to people about that, then we are, the worst kind of people and especially if all it's causing us is to be in an uncomfortable situation for a little bit um you know that's why i want to do i want to do the evangelism stuff i want to actually give people some uh practical examples of talking to people 
just random people on the street. Um, maybe even like uh, doing like show how even showing how you can talk to people that you have a relationship with. Um, practical stuff. Um, I got uh, so we got caught up in the discussion, and uh, I realized after the fact that forgot to talk about why we even brought up this last example and uh, the reason being is because as Christians um, you know this is one that a lot of people are close to a target store and this is something where you may have to make a decision as a Christian are you okay shopping there um, spending your money at, at a store like that knowing that they're supporting this or pushing this um, now you can make a, an argument that's similar to really most stores, most retail stores, and I'm not necessarily saying that I think we need to, um, everyone just completely ban all uh, spending money or, or cancel Target. Um, I can say that uh, for, for me and my family personally, um, we're not going to be shopping at Target. Um, this is a a line that we see that has been crossed that we are not okay with and uh, that's the decision that we've made now as a Christian I'm, I'm not going to say that someone is equal in the sin or um, in the promotion of sin if they go buy groceries at Target um, not in, in, in the least bit but uh, I do think that we need to be looking at stuff and evaluating and and um, really seeking God. And this kind of falls in, in where Paul says that um, not everything is, is sin for, for everybody. Uh, it doesn't mean that actual sin is not sin for people. Um, but if you feel conviction that you shouldn't go shop at Target, if you shouldn't um, support um, other companies that are doing this, uh, similar stuff like Disney, um, you know, uh, Walmart has pushed stuff. Um, if if you feel conviction for that, and you ignore that conviction and do the thing anyways, then that would be sin, and that's what Paul is talking about. Um, but uh, for for me and my family, we have decided that we're not going to be spending any money at Target because of this. And my wife is very much a fan of Target. So uh, that is going to be a, a change that is for us. Um, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring up this example of how, how a Christian should act in a situation like this. Um, I do think we should, we should be praying about it and we should seek the Holy Spirit's guidance on what we need to do. Um, and I don't think it's wrong to decide to as, as a lot of people say, vote with your dollars. Uh, it's not something that we support, and I don't think there's anything wrong with deciding not to give your money to people who are going to promote things that are going to be self-destructive for people. I'll let you, Aubrey, real quick, do you have anything you want to throw in? And then I've got, uh, I want to throw out a uh, kind of an announcement, I guess, for something that we have come up that kind of ties into this. I think it's going to be pretty big, but... Uh, Aubrey, do you have anything you want to add in? Yeah, I was thinking um, when you're talking about how like your views kind of changed on uh, those types of people. Um, 
who are living in a sin of being a homosexual. I I can I I can relate to that how my view has really changed because sin is sin. Um so you know to view it as the same of like sin is what is separating us from the Lord. Um when uh, God created the heavens and the earth. He created the garden, which was perfect communion with him. And it was the sin that separated us from that. So when Jesus came, he took away that separation so we would no longer be separated from him. That's what the cross did for us. That's what Jesus did for us. Um, so when we sin, we are willfully separated in ourselves from him. And when I began to think of it in that manner, um, it began to make me... Uh, watch, you know, what I do even more carefully and what I say even more carefully because why would I want to be separated from the one that loves me the, um, more than I can imagine and the one that I love more than anything in this world? And when I also think of it in that manner, it breaks my heart to see others living in that sin because they don't even realize how they are separating themselves from the one that can, one, give them eternal life, but the one that, like, can fulfill and satisfy every part of their being that they're looking to fill with all of these different things. Um, because everyone's born with the desire to be loved and to love. And they don't realize that the only one that can fulfill that is Jesus, the one that has defined love and demonstrated love for us. Um, and so, you know, in that manner, I it makes me view just people in general um, with a different perspective in myself of thinking like, you know, when I live in sin, when others live in sin, they're separating themselves from him, which is what he died to remove that separation. Um, so we're putting back in that separation that he died to, to remove. Yeah. And that's kind of, ties it all together um i just realized the shirt that i have on uh it's for the hope center which is a uh, um uh i don't know a group i guess that was um up at our previous church they they worked out of several churches but uh the whole idea was going to people that didn't have hope that were in really down and out situations and providing that and not just, you know, people that needed food, they gave them food. Yes. Or, um, uh, families that had kids that needed a, a winter coat and they couldn't afford one, they would get a winter coat. Um, so it's meeting practical needs for people, but using that as a means to give them real hope, um, eternal hope, not just something that is here in this world that's fleeting. Uh, you can go feed somebody and that's, that's great. Not not talking badly of people that do that. We we definitely need to be do that. That's what we're called to do. Um, you know, um, it says in the Bible, uh, I believe James is that uh, true faith is that we take care of the the widow and the orphan. And so, we definitely need to be doing those things. We need to be taking care of those things, um, especially people that are in our own churches. There's no reason that someone that is in a church that is in uh, a membership of a church in a church body should be uh, struggling to eat, struggling to um, 
pay, you know, to keep their lights on. Um, as a church that we should, we should be meeting those needs and even beyond just the church, but reach out to the, the communities that we're in. But use that moment that we're able to give temporary hope and um, use that as a springboard to actually launch them into some eternal hope. Um, you know, we can feed them. That's great. They're going to be hungry again tomorrow. We can give them a coat. That's great. Um, by the time the next winter comes around, they're, they're going to need another coat. So these things are temporary and they are needs that, that we should be willing to meet, but we should be willing to meet them at the, the, the purpose of, of eventually getting them to absolute hope, um, eternal hope, which is in Christ. Um, that's what we're called to do as Christians. And so to, uh, to kind of tie this all up, we do have um, coming up shortly, relatively shortly here in a couple weeks, I have an interview set up. It'll be the first actual interview we've done on the podcast. And it is with, um, I'm not going to say a name just yet. I want it to be a little bit of a surprise. It's not someone that I think most people have probably heard of. There was a, a post that went around um, on Facebook a while back, and people that watch this may have seen that. But um, it is a, a girl who was raised in church and ended up um, kind of getting into the LGBTQ community. She ended up uh, socially transitioning, um, found her way back to Christ, and has actually come out of that. Um, but she has a, a, an amazing story. I've, I've talked to her, her mom actually a good bit, and we're going to have both of them on the podcast. It's going to be, I think... Um, amazing amazing story i think it's going to be an amazing podcast that we're going to be able to give uh you guys for that um it's just i'm I'm getting very excited looking forward to it we're going to be recording that here in a couple weeks so hopefully by the time this drops that will be uh shortly after but it's going to be a good one and i think it'll tie into this this really really well Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that video. We release new content every week, twice a week, once on Tuesday and once on Thursday. So don't forget to like and subscribe so you always see the newest content we have coming out. If you want to, you can check out a playlist that's down here and it'll take you into another video of ours that we think you're probably gonna enjoy. Thanks, God bless.